Hey everyone, and welcome to the Class 1A podcast. We are here for episode 18 of season 6 of My Hero Academia, talking about so much information and lore about the best state, the next big steps for Deku, and more. My name is Andrew Nimsgern, and I am here with James Graham and Dylan Beal, as always. How are you guys doing today? How are you feeling after a semi-emotional episode? I think we talked about it before. It got a little bit to all of us, a lot more than we were expecting, despite kind of knowing the conversation was coming. Yeah, I think it was a really tough episode, but like what really pulled me through was the fact that we got to see Kamui Woods' hair, and it is a fresh, fresh cut. That's I, what <laughs> That caught me off guard, too. I did love it, too. I did not expect it to be orange. Like, the leaves made sense, but it was like mm-hmm. an orange kind of leaves as well, I guess. I guess it's during the fall, so I'm sure it actually changes colors it's throughout the year, and I love not it. During, it's not during the fall right now, because uh, we actually do know what time it is in My Hero, and it is towards the springtime. Oh, really? So his hair shouldn't be like that. Yeah, because this is at the point where it's at the end of the year uh, for the school year. But Japan is weird because they start their uh, their school year at like the beginning of the year. And so we're actually not even in the fall. Uh, We should be like past Christmas at this point. We didn't get a Christmas episode. I didn't get to see Eerie with a big sword again. Eerie got a sword. This is still on the the first year of UA. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're 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 getting right to the end of the year. So technically, right now should be the start of year two. Wow. Okay. That I that is a mind bender. Anyways, how'd you like this episode, James? I very much like I love seeing like council shit. I don't know. I don't know. Council shit with a bunch of like clash of personalities. I love that. That gets me every time. I need to see that in any in any medium. So I was I was thoroughly happy with this. And there's so many so many cool looking dudes in here. Like there is there is some character design. I'm pumped. Yeah, I think it was phenomenal. Obviously, I know again, we've kind of done this last couple of weeks, but a lot of these episodes have been super straightforward, very kind of lore and information based. So I'm not going to really even do much of a recap because the entire episode was one, inside the Vestigate, which we're just going to talk about in de- detail here in a couple of minutes, and then two, about Deku leaving, which we're also going to talk about in detail here in a couple of minutes. So I'm going to hold back on the recaps until more kind of action y stuff starts happening here. And instead, I just want to start talking about the Vestigate that we've seen. Um, I think we have definitely seen the vestiges before we've had a couple pop up here and there we had them kind of save deku almost during the battle but this kind of council and being able to talk with all of them at once is something absolutely new and we get a look at a lot of the users so i know we kind of have a couple of topics but dylan i'll let you kind of go off on whatever tangent you want to go off first rather it's the guys standing against the wall for no reason at all rather it's the all might and how the quirk works Just whatever you want to talk about let's go yeah, I mean, I, I think the one thing I kind of wanted to touch upon is just, like, I, I'm still kind of racking my brain around how this Vetch state actually works, considering we have All Might in there, and then also in real life. But there very clearly is a, like, All Might is, like, not in his full form because he is still alive. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, that always, like, kind of confuses me. And I really want to know how it works. And I know it's, it's you know, it's anime, and we have to, like, squint our eyes a little bit and uh, kind of look past it, but like, I want to know, like, is that like, does this mean that like there is some sort of like soul in my hero? Because like, if All Might died, like the All Might that we knew, would his vestige state just finish forming here? Um, which is really weird. Uh, and the thing that makes me think that is like, he was like, oh, I can feel him talking to the vestige state of me. But then also the other thing is like it's very common in like Japanese like humor or culture or whatever to be like when someone's talking about you you get a physical reaction. Yeah. So I think in Ameri- America for us it's like um, our ears get really red. 
um, or we, our ears get hot. Your ears um, are burning. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, like it's our ears are burning. Um, but in Japan, it's uh, the sneezing thing, right? Uh, yeah. Of where you sneeze, it's like, oh, someone must be talking about you. Um, so I, I, I wonder if it's like kind of like that sort of type of reference, or if it's literally, hey, there is a soul within like the micro universe, and this is our, this is us kind of showing it. Um, so I think the best to say is just interesting and. I'm a big sucker for lore episodes like this. So whenever they get into the conversation about like the cups and the fact that like one for all is such a great quirk that it will overflow someone's cup unless they're quirkless. And because society's moving towards a quirk singularity, more and more people are having quirks and it's going to be harder for it to pass on. So it means like basically Deku is like the last of this line. I think, I think that's really cool. The thing that kind of like, makes me feel a little bit uneasy is they they leave it open still they're like you might be the yeah. last user here so it's yeah. like okay why would you say that like that makes <laughs> me think you're planning something horikoshi but w w like what do you all think so i, I the all might think going back to that first i mean i think there's a couple ways to look at it obviously he is still alive but he was also the first non-quirk user to mm -hmm. have it as we kind of learned in this episode so there's maybe a chance that he never becomes a full vestige in there because of the process is that they're talking about the consciousness imprinted in here, which is probably tied to one's quirk. But with All Might not having a quirk, he might not have that same tie to this vestige date. We really don't know how it works. So I don't think it's one to one that I mean, I think it'd be a cool moment if, like, oh, All Might died and then Deku gets to see him like one last time in the vestige state to end the series. I think that would be a very good moment, but I don't know. We just learned that. Obviously, these last two holders have been lucky to both be quirkless, and All Might's the first one in the Vestor State to be that. That we, I'm assuming, they confirmed by this episode. So that could be something as well. What's really interesting, because uh, it kind of clicked in my head when you said it, but like, I feel like we had this conversation in My Hero before of like, is, does somebody's personality inherently like make their quirk, or does yeah. their quirk kind of in like influence their personality? So like this could be the thing that like their quirk influences their personality because like that's their essence right essentially yeah. like distilled and so it makes sense that they're represented in the vestige shape because it is their quirk that's being held there and then all might is basically just the embodiment of one for all so it makes sense that he is like you know sort of there but like more of like this shining golden symbol um, which i also thought that was interesting of like he is metaphorically this shining gold symbol but like literally he is shining and He's gold like within the vestige state <laughs> yeah it's it's really it's really weird to kind of like figure out what like what direction that this is gonna kind of take because there is so many unknowns like like horikoshi really did just like give, he, yeah there was a lore dump this episode but like within the lore dump it just opened so many doors regarding quirks and souls uh regarding like the, the entire the existence of a vestige state like at all and in a way that like this this kind of council of previous users can kind of like meet in like and like like essentially like talk strategy and stuff like that like that is like how does that work right <laughs> like... I, the, the the last thing I want to talk about in 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 my ramblings but like also classic Horikoshi just being the Star Wars nerd like of course the 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 light side has like a council of masters or whatever teaching the padawans oh, or whatever my and of course the evil side is the singular Sith. And their apprentice, of oh, course, of course, it's that way. I, I I hate Korokoshi, and I hate how much he likes Star Wars. I never, I never, I never made that. Oh my god, it is too. It's the Sith and the Jedi. Yeah, oh. and like they're 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 vestiges, Force ghosts. 
Force Ghost, yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one's which one's Mace Windu then? Is that is is that is that uh, banjo? It's is it banjo? banjo? It's banjo. It's banjo. Yeah. I love banjo so much, man. Yeah, banjo is pretty great. Banjo is pretty awesome. Also, just like yeah, like the 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 Lord of behind like the rest of the users who were like you know fairly chatty, right? The fourth mm-hmm. and banjo, and then of course like the the original user of uh, uh, one for all. Like it's really yeah. cool. I love how like the fourth user is just like didn't do anything, didn't fight all for one or anything like that, but instead was just like I'm gonna go out into the fours and just train the whole time. Like I don't know, like uh, it it's interesting because like that is such a good strategy. Like if they knew enough about like the quirk of like how it's a, a stockpiling quirk to just mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm just gonna gain power for like the next user. Yeah, because he would have like he would have already been like alive when he basically got it passed on. So I'm I'm assuming. Whoever, like the third who passed it on to him would have been able to actually give him some degree of information, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, the only thing he wouldn't have been able to tell him about is the uh, like the cap on how long you live because he was the one that discovered that. Uh, because he didn't fight anybody and he was in the force yeah. training, he had the, the younger life. So, I mean, on top of like getting the power, he also gained like that bit of knowledge about the, the quirk itself, so... Speaking, speaking of the fourth, though, like we need to, we need to talk about the, the two dudes in the corner... Because like just like kind of dissecting each one that we know so far, Banjo is the sixth. No, Banjo is the fifth. Yep. Uh, All Might is the sixth. No. Um, Nana Shimura. Then All Might. Might. No, no, no. Okay, okay. We're not gonna even say their numbers because we're all completely wrong. Because Nana okay, is seven. Okay. Oh no, is Nana seven? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Cool. All right. Anyways, I'm basically I'm trying to figure out where homeboys in the corners are are like where these guys like fall into where they're at. I actually know with the flashback on the fourth, those two were there. Yeah, Plus, yeah, so so they're, 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 they're the, yeah, they're the earlier ones. They're they're early. Yeah, so they're second they're and two, third. Three. Yeah, 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 they're they're, so. they're two three. But why are they in the corner? Yeah, why are they in the corner? Not saying a thing. Like, why can't we see who they are? Oh, okay, I'm just gonna say it. One of them looks like Bakugo from the back. I'm just gonna say it. He looks like Bakugo from the back. Everybody's been saying it. It, it just needs to be put out there, okay? Yeah, His hair is a little bit darker, but... And, like, That's okay, too, so... Yeah, that lines up too well. It, okay, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I think all the quirks that Deku has managed to manifest, they're able to talk to him. So... No, I mm. talked in this episode. Who did? Um, Ayn, which was the one that Banjo passed on to. Oh yeah, um, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, and I guess the first doesn't really have a quirk, so that doesn't make sense either. But, um, but he, but he's the OG, so yeah. like we, yeah, I, no, 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 I did no, say like, a couple words to him. Yeah, yeah this, thing is, this is yeah. this whole thing is his quirk. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I guess we have one. Okay. Then we just yeah, we have two. No, I, I do think that has something to do with it though, because I think they're even going on and talking about like, hey, people wouldn't of, we would have lost less people if we were able to interact with the vestiges more. So I do think there is some kind of connection to it. I'm guessing that probably means that we're the closest to unlocking Ayn's whatever his is going to be next, and that the mm-hmm. second and third quirks are probably the farthest away from being activated. So I am guessing yeah. that's what it is. Banjo's talking the most, obviously uh, Shimura talking the most, and then the fourth are the ones that talk the most. So I think that does make sense as they're the ones that have the quirks activated, and then all for one, of course, or one for all. Um, so I do think that actually does kind of line up. Um, and that we kind of got teased of what number we're getting next, but we don't know what the quirk is next. Mm. So I have a question for you, boys. Is Deku going to kill Shigaraki? Is he going to actually kill him? No. 
this episode this literally just set the expectations for what the last episode will be yeah i, I don't, don't i actually i don't think so i think it still leaves it ambiguous because his line specifically says like i want to save him and but like if killing him is the way to save him i will do that as well like i think <laughs> it leaves i think it leaves it leaves it up to both actually because like what? i i think the emphasis there wasn't like uh on deku like solidly being like oh i'm just gonna save him but instead it was like uh because he has this like twisted version kind of right now of what a hero should be like i feel like he's like almost on the cusp of changing but like right now for him like a hero is a super idealized version right like mm. he's like almost like the toxic version of like uh what hero society is saying heroes should be because it's like all might is the shining example right but like all might's perfect well like the the public image of him is perfect so like is it good to just try to be that shining perfect version or is there like a more realistic version because yeah the realistic version is yeah you should be a hero and save everybody but that might mean you have to kill him and I think I think that's what they're getting at. There is like, I feel like you, can, you can't see everybody. Can, yeah, like yeah. mid arc Deku would have done anything just to save him, but he wouldn't have killed him. And I think if he's gonna really find out what it means to be a hero, he might have to kill him. So I, also, I think it's I still think it's like in, ambiguous. That's a gangster ass line though. Like like coming from coming coming from like uh, from you know like main character very like vanilla Deku being like. I'll kill him if it means saving him. It's just like, okay. That's yeah. Pretty, that's pretty fucking hard, dude. <laughs> like, but no, it, I think it shows, which is, I think we don't, I think in the recent couple, like maybe, I would say the last two seasons, I think we haven't seen a ton of like actual character growth with Deku. Yeah, we've seen quirk growth, but we haven't actually seen like his mentality changing too much. It's basically just been like how he like uh, looks at like fight analytics, how he like harnesses his quirks and stuff like that. But this is actually like him realizing, oh, I cannot always just be this person who saves everyone uh, in the traditional sense, right? And so he's you see him now start to battle with that, which I think is like at least for me very very refreshing. Like I mean, Dylan, you and I have clung to Bakugo for so long because he's the actual only one where you actually do see like noticeable character growth and they and they mm-hmm. deliver it very very well. But with Midoriya, it's been very like I don't want I don't want to say stagnant, but like the it, incline, it has been, though, yeah. yeah yeah it's been it's it's been a very very slow incline, incline of of character growth where and now we're just we're kind of like we're ramping up the bell curve right now and he's like he's kind of taken off a little bit. Well, I, I feel I, like I think... that's most shonen main characters, though. How yeah, many yeah, shonen true. main characters Absolutely. really ever yeah. have grown? Tanjiro is going to be the same person until he dies. Naruto didn't really change the entire time. Luffy, maybe a little bit, like in how long it was, but a lot I'd of say, characters. I'd say Naruto changed, like as you a as he went on. Bit, well, well but... it, that, that's the that's the whole point behind the the main main shonen characters, though, is like they have this like almost like perfect uh, ideal within them. And the whole story is about, like, getting that ideal to other people, right? So, like, right. Deku did have, like, even though he didn't really quite know what it meant to be a hero, he still had, like, this pure hero's heart. And he's mm-hmm. going to carry that until the end. So that aspect of him is never going to change. Yeah, and we're just going to see it. And, then, and I think, actually, they've done a really good job of that, of showing it, like, take form in other people. Like, Bakugo being, I think, one of the, like, the best mm-hmm. examples of that, right? Having, like, I mean, we saw it, like, what, like, two episodes ago? Like Bakugo pulling like the Mr. President get down like I that's yeah this is so it's, it's I'm so, I'm so glad to see that we're getting it on like on both fronts you're seeing the impression Deku leaves on people and you're also seeing Deku be like wait a second I can't I can't do 
I can't do my idea of this the entire time. It just doesn't work. It's not it's not realistic. Yeah. And I think hopefully this arc we're talking about characters changing. This upcoming arc is probably that one chance for Deku to really change. I mean, we see kind of what the intro's been teasing for a while and what we a lot of us know as kind of the rogue Deku arc is coming. It is here. Um, and seeing what that's going to have an impact on him. Obviously making that choice to leave behind all of his friends and how he cares so much about protecting people has now forced him to be in isolation. Seeing what that kind of does for him. I really think if he changes, this would be the moment of his change. If it doesn't change here, I think um, it'd be a missed opportunity, but I'm excited to see what happens. And are you guys looking forward to this or what are your hopes for this arc? Um, my hopes for this arc is that stylistically, uh, it stays kind of the same because it's like a little bit like darker, um, like visually darker. And I don't know, like the colors of my hero in that dark palette, it looks really, really good. So yeah. I, I'm just, I'm aesthetically very excited for what's coming up. Yeah. It, it got the, it got the, the gears of war, like coffee filter effect, but like, it still has like some of that, like kind of like bright colors it mixed yeah, in there yeah. too. And they like kind of shine through. It kind of shines. Yeah, it's it's super sick. I'm I'm pumped for Vigilante Deku. He like he look he looks sick. He looks like a badass. Like, yeah, uh, and I, like I, we never like this is the first time we've seen him use the hood since like I don't know what season one. Like pretty much like the first yeah. training. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We haven't and this is a redesigned him. one still. So I don't think we've ever seen this version of the hood. No, but it's still like the the, the yeah, costume is essentially now. yeah the costume is still essentially the same, but like. Yeah, you see the hood and like the like it's not like the very like nice like welcoming eyes anymore. It's like these like cutouts and it's oh good I good mean, design. It looks like he's been out there for. I mean, I think there's going to be a little bit of time jump even here. Oh, the, 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 um, yeah, there has to be a flashback. Yeah, because I mean, Deku was already out kind of on there, and like I don't think the letters and the picture of the shot of where we saw Deku was at the same time because Deku looked like he's already been beaten up and his whole costume destroyed. Obviously. They're probably a little bit beaten up after war already, but it doesn't seem like he's fresh out. Like, oh, let's go on an adventure. Like, you no, know, it looks like he's already a little bit more worn down. So I'm curious if they're going to fill in some gaps and really how long that time jump could be just because obviously the world's in disarray. So too long of a time jump wouldn't be that believable. So I wonder if it's a week, if it's a month, anything longer than that seems crazy. Seems too yeah, much. I, I would say a month. Yeah, a month seems fair-ish. I, I think at least a month because last time we left him, he was like not waking up True. in the hospital, he was in and a, then yeah, now, full cast. and then now he's like totally <laughs> fine. So like, there, there's got to be some sort of jump. Like, obviously, it's my hero in that central hospital, which apparently just works miracles uh, from all the people. Like, they could just like show that people are kind of dying, uh, but they're not actually dead, and bring people back. Like, they do whatever they want there. So, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, and obviously that the interview for Hawks too. He was no longer using a voice modulator. Which, yeah. I don't know exactly how long that takes, but it's probably got to be a little bit of time to go from a voice modulator to talking. It's, it isn't a day or two turnover. I, I do have a little... I, it did Okay. Um, What's going to happen with him? Is he, like, out of commission? Like, no. The wings will grow back. Uh, will they? He got burnt. He got burnt pretty bad. My man's well, a, well, yeah, my man's he a lost, chicken. Like. I guess he just lost all of his feathers in the, the high-end fight. But I don't know. I mean, they had to grow with his body as he got bigger. So I'm assuming they have growing capabilities. I don't know why they couldn't grow. I don't know. Like, you guess you don't grow a finger back. Like, 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like because yeah, I don't think like the regenerative properties of. Can we get some aviation experts in here? We really need to know what's going on with the bird wings. Can they grow back? Uh, how much can you take off? Because feathers grow back, but like... There's no eerie in any of this. Maybe eerie came and saved the day. Maybe, oh, yeah. Like, God, dude. We like the, It uh, has to come the, up every single time. Now, because I know, they left it open. Like, I don't want to bring it up, but how know, can Muriel come back with the quirk, but then if they sideline Hawks because of an injury that's like... Two weeks ago, and Erie couldn't bro that back, which seems like a less big of a deal. That doesn't make sense. It is Pandora's box. I hate that, but it feels like you can't you can't take Hawks out. There's so few heroes now. Hawks has to find a way back in. So either they just explain he healed, or Erie had to come into the picture. Because it's like you can do that with like every one of and them. Yes, like I know you can do That's that why. with every. Oh God, damn Muriel? it! Why have we saw Muriel throw three punches and the man has not appeared again? Like did, he, we didn't get to see him, him check like the, the big three like all happy together and recovered. We don't know if Tamajiki and everyone's okay. Like maybe he's doing his own vigilante arc right now. He's out there. That would that'd be sick. That would be sick if there's a time jump and we go back and say, hey, there's been these squads rolling around. Deku's doing his own. The big three are out there doing cool shit. Like I'd love Tamajiki's just. I don't think that's people. gonna happen. Like yeah, fuck, go for it. Yeah, I, so, I, I could, I could, yeah. A lot of that, questions. Dude. I'm very excited to see what the Rogar looks like, and maybe they've kind of a maybe if it is a big enough time jump, there's other kind of people that followed after what Deck was doing, and maybe out there doing it as well. So, very curious to kind of see what that is. Um, I think the one that I, Dylan, I know you have a fun fact before that. Oh, all for one is out there now. I mean, not to the publicly, obviously, Endeavor declined it, the news doesn't know about it. But everyone in the inner circle now knows about it. From classes to teachers to everyone yeah. probably knows about it at this point. Do we think that changes much? Or do we think that was just kind of the explanation of why Deku was able to leave without really a big moment? Hmm. Like the note feels like a cop-out of what could have been an emotional moment um, between all of them. Because obviously it does feel weird for Deku just to leave. But explaining giving away his power obviously is a good enough reason to not stay there long. Well, I, I the, the way I kind of see that is like, I actually don't see that as like, oh, there's this big moment where Deku's on to his next thing, and it's a good thing. This is a, probably a bad thing. Like, he shouldn't be running away from his friends that are there to support him. Like, it's a shonen. I think I think the reason that uh, Deku chose that medium is because he, he, like, we've seen it like time and time again, where he's like a character who's very like moved by his friends and i don't think like we all know that the rest of class when i wouldn't let him do this and i think to prevent that chance from even happening so we can kind of stick to like what his game plan is he just has to remove that element so that's why we're getting that's why we're getting the notes um it also sounds like they were all like specifically handwritten for each person because uraka had like her own iteration so i i really i'm really curious to know like what he wrote daily each individual person like i'd love to know what he wrote to bakugo and again I yeah the, I really hope there is a time jump and we do see moments going back because there's no way Bakugo doesn't chase after Deku, right? Like, it's right Baku, yes. if they're all recovered, like he, he barely allowed him to be in a hospital room by himself. Like, I, I some of those questions need to be answered. So I hope there is a time. Like, the problem with the time jump is then it's all just flashbacks for episodes, which also isn't that fun always. So, but it's new flashbacks, so it's not it's yeah. not as bad. So, like, yeah. so, so there's a lot of things we need to kind of balance out with that because it. There's no way Deku could be gone for two months without Bakugo going and looking for him. 
So how how is I, that dealt with? Unless someone yeah kind of wrangling them in. But I love I that bromance. Dylan, you said you had a fun fact or something. I have a fun fact. Uh, okay. So this episode ended with Deku overlooking the city, looking very down and out, and he says, "That's a big villain." And that is a callback to the very first episode because the very first line that we see from Deku is that zooming shot of the big villain. He goes, wow, that's a big villain. But in this bright, cheery tone and excited tone. And now we get the juxtaposition of him looking over the destroyed city, just basically down and out saying, it's a big villain. So like I think that's really, Yeah, I think it's so cool and it's so poetic and it's such a cool callback. And uh, I remember seeing this in the manga uh, and Horikoshi is really, really, really good at those callbacks. Uh, he knows He knows when to throw him in. He also yeah. knows when to create a character that fucking reverses everything else, too. <laughs> and something hey. else that I don't want to dive in too much today, we can maybe do about it or we can talk about it in a different video. Ago, but it said the final act begin yeah, right towards the end. So this was a big mm-hmm. thing that happened a while ago in the manga. I'm sure even if you're just an anime only watch, they did this, that they called the final art, uh, act begins. To be clarified, it was not said it was the final arc. And that obviously the manga is still going like two years later after this came out. So there's still a lot going on. But that is what Horikoshi kind of said is his way to start kind of getting things wrapped up. That there's not going to be new villains or new like big story beats coming on. The problems we have here seems to be the problems that will be wrapping up at least the mainline My Hero from what's being said. So that's what our take on it from the manga side. Obviously, who knows? Horikoshi has changed the ending of the series like three times. I think he's publicly said. So we'll take that out of the grain of salt, but that is something I wanted to mention as it's a pretty big thing to say in an actual episode. Yeah, like uh, My Hero is a three-act uh, series, and this is act three of three. Mm-hmm. Is the best way to think about it. Which could yeah, go yeah. for one year, five years, six years, who knows? Yeah, we'll who knows? find out and we'll deal with that as we get there. But with that, let's move over to the last thing in the episode, which is going to be the plus ultra reward, where each and every episode we decide on a character that went beyond, that went plus ultra, and James, let's hear your pick. Oh, yes, let's start with episode. me. All right. Gotta mix well, it it's, uh, uh, for me, this is a kind of a weird episode because, again, we have, like, it's lore drop videos with, like, plus ultra are always kind of weird. But I think I gotta give it to Deku for basically seeing through Nanasumura's bullshit and this weird fucked up test that she, she gave him to see if, like, hey, could you kill my grandson if you had to? And he was just, you know... Our boy is so pure of heart. He's so he's so good. He's so even if he is this twisted manifestation now, like he still has very hero ideals. So I think I think for that moment alone, even though there wasn't a lot of other moments in here, I think it's got to go to Deku. Dylan, uh, I honestly I have to give it to Deku as well. Um, the thing that really got me is whenever he's in the Vestus state, he. I don't know if it's like seeing like these idolized heroes in front of him, but like something always like he, he's got that dog in him, you know, when he's there. And like for this one, it was him talking or him trying to talk and it's muffled. And then he starts getting so into it. You see his mouth start to form and the words become clearer and clearer. Yeah. And like every part of that, it's incredible. Like I just, I, I guess like from like a show perspective, very cool. Like his voice is getting revealed or whatever, but like him in that moment, just like getting like, like you're seeing his true self being revealed in front of us, like both metaphorically through his like conversation and like physically. I really like that. Uh, he's he's a good guy. He's a good guy and a good hero. And damn damn it, we love him. And he's got that dog in him. He's got that dog. In <laughs> I him. got nothing to add. It's Deku without a without a heartbeat. 
Um, and I think it was great. I loved every moment of it. Yeah, it got me emotional. Deku doesn't... We talking about a bland character, but I think all three of us kind of agreed we got a little emotional during this episode with that whole kind of speech by Deku. So I think that's really saying something for a character that sometimes we kind of put down for his one-levelness. So I really enjoyed that. And I think it's no one more deserving. But... With that, it is going to be the end of this week's Class 1A episode. Thank you all so much for watching or listening. We'll be back next week to do episode 19 as always. Hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you all 